Are we ready? Yeah. What's the structured one? Oh, it's the st- <laughs> you have no structure at all. Um, you just go for whatever you think is right. Okay. So if you want to shout out Gesundheit at the end of each sentence. I mean, you can do that as well. Yes. Welcome to Gesundheit. <laughs> the Etiquette Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Earbuds, a new podcast about new music. I'm Rob. And I'm Duncan. Welcome to the show! A new podcast about new music. <laughs> <laughs> just leave all that in. Yes, of course. So each week we're just going to be uh, summing up the week's news. We'll give you our opinions on one of the newest albums of the week. And we're going to have a few games. Have a bit of fun and all that sort of lardy da. Rob, do you want to start us off? Yes. So I'll I have some news topics. They're quite quick fire. So because you have a big topic, yeah. Um, so we'll get through this quite quickly. So um, on NME.com, my, uh, a story about Miley Cyrus saying that she felt sexualized during her twerking days, which is kind of par for the course, really, isn't it? During her twerking, twerking days. days. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that just goes hand in hand. I mean, you know, the Beatles had Sergeant Pepper and Miley Cyrus had the twerking days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did, you, what did you expect to happen? Anyway, so yeah, she felt sexualised. Um, Paris Hilton has teased her return to music. Wait, wait, teased as in, like, she's going to drop some new music or, like, taking the piss out of her. Um, I, I think she's. I think she plans on dropping some okay. new music. I believe so. Um, Why is Paris Hilton doing this? Was this know. on TMZ? Oh, who knows? Um, so let's just say that if she does, we will talk about it. But let's hope we don't. Do we have to? No. All right. After that, we have apparently Harry, Harry Styles is a good actor. Apparently. Oh, what in Dunkirk? Yeah. I'm going to see that next week, and I, I can't. Oh, it looks good, but apparently everybody's parts are really small in it anyway. But because I don't know, what more like an ensemble piece? Yeah, yes. What, so he's had some rave reviews, has he? Yes, he has. <laughs> or, or, or or enough for him. No. Okay, so we're going to talk now about a controversial song that's come out this week by known rapper Jay Z. Known, known, rather known is new. <laughs> this is new music. Remember, a new music podcast. So we're talking about a new rapper called Jay Z. <laughs> and his song, The Story of Orange Juice. Oh. Or The Story I, of Orange I Juice. I haven't, yeah, no, exactly. I haven't heard <laughs> about this. But. Right, have you heard the song? N- no, sorry, the other way around. I haven't heard the song, but I have heard about this. Right. Go on. So, there's a lot of. I'm a little worried. Controversy surrounding the song because it uses in the video like Disney level 1930s Disney level of racist imagery to like animation yeah what sort of like minstrel yeah yeah yes and it says what's that line it says like how something about um Jewish people owing all the property in America um which has been argued as being anti-Semitic because it plays to a stereotype. Yeah. I don't think he meant it like that, though. Mm, but, yeah. 
but yes, a lot of people are annoyed. Well, not annoyed, but questioning that. I think it. To be honest, like I think, regardless of your viewpoint, it's a good song. It's an interesting song to like listen to and sure. watch and to hear that sort of perspective. Because I, I will say to the level of that this is news, I haven't even heard the song. I haven't heard one song from this new album mm-hmm. because it's not on Spotify yet. And yet I know exactly the like part of the video that it's from. Mm. And I've, I've watched one review mm. of this album and the guy spoke about this track for about a minute. Mm-hmm. about this specific part of it yeah that like that's how much it talks to the fact that like i haven't even listened to it and yes. this is an issue <laughs> like well to be fair like he wanted to drum up a conversation and he's most certainly done that just a bit song. yeah yeah so in terms of that he's been this song was successful and it's definitely if you have not listened to it i think you should and then formulate your own opinion on it and see and then let us know on in the comment section below please like and subscribe <laughs> wait what oh, no. or, or on twitter, or on twitter at yeah. earbuds show yes at earbuds show let us know <laughs> let us know why we're stupid oh, okay gosh. so should we go to your topic then yes and i mean this topic kind of worries me a little um it's about soundcloud mm-hmm. they've had some troubles this week well documented troubles they have offices in Berlin, London, uh, San Francisco, and New York. And all four of those offices, every member of staff got pulled in to a video conference. And apparently there was you know, a metaphorical doomsday clock started ticking. Depending on who you get your news from, it's either 50 days or 80 days until they go under. Until SoundCloud is no more. Right. When are we going to upload this? I know exactly right. <laughs> but the crux of it is they haven't turned a profit yet. Uh, neither of Spotify or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. But Apple Music can be a loss leader for its whole life and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Spotify has a, a number of paying members. Mm-hmm. I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, has a lot of them enough to keep rolling and to keep paying people but when soundcloud moved to a partial sort of pro membership and you can get ads on your stuff or you could pay and you know listen to everything um like if you paid like 9.99 a month and all this Mm. it seemingly hasn't worked and also there's been a lot of stuff about artists paying in so they could get ads on their tracks to then get kickback from it and then not getting any kickback. Right. So it not, it not make it not making sense. And also there's a lot of issues with copyright as it goes because SoundCloud for as much as it is great for cultivating new artists and new talent there's a lot of issues with like unauthorized remixes and people uploading you know music that isn't theirs and stuff Mm -hmm. um to that point as well uh, rather big artists have had their music taken down because the automatic system had seen it Mm -hmm. and gone oh that's that's a that's like a 
a proper piece of music and they're like yeah it's mine <laughs> <laughs> and some uh, some labels apparently have been a bit annoyed with that because you know it's kind of hindered their sort of rollout on new track um and so there seems to have been a a whole mix of problems yes and at this moment in time soundcloud could cease to exist soon mm. like that's a problem one one of the things i found funny was uh one of the articles i was reading described soundcloud as a startup and i can't remember being you know listening to music on the internet when SoundCloud wasn't around. Mm. So it doesn't really, for me, sound like a startup. But when I got to the bit of the article that said that they hadn't turned a profit, I was like, well, I guess, yeah, what else can you call them? Yeah. If they haven't made any money. Yeah. Um, so they laid off 40% of their staff Jeez. earlier this week after that meeting. Um, they say that they're going to close their London and San Francisco offices to focus on New York and Berlin. Berlin is where it started. Right. Um, and yeah, it could be pretty dire. The one sort of silver lining that came out of all of this was um, Chance the Rapper, the rapper mm -hmm. from Chicago, uh, tweeted saying that he, after all this news, saying that he had been in contact with them had been speaking to the founders and that he was going to work it out. Okay. He was going to sort it out. Right. Um, because he, he, he saw, you know, a fair modicum of his fame, he, he thinks, you know, has come from a platform like that. Mm -hmm. So someone pointed out um, that number one singles in the world right now, uh, that DJ Khaled song with Rihanna mm -hmm. and Bryson Tiller. Mm -hmm. Well, Bryson Tiller started on soundcloud okay and now he's a like he's a, you know, he's a fairly big name in the r&b scene mm. and so a lot of people were sort of bemoaning you know the the death of it and also there's been spikes in downloads from soundcloud as well because people worried that like their music might disappear forever yeah <laughs> so lord knows what's going to happen um it's just a little a little scary at the moment yeah, I can imagine. Let's just hope that it's not just like chance buying, possibly buying SoundCloud is like Justin Timberlake buying MySpace. Oh my god! <laughs> but the, the, I mean, I mean, SoundCloud also tweeted out saying you know that they were here to stay and that this wasn't going to change anything. And I, the only thing I can think is that they're waiting for someone to buy them. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, it would be a fairly big void. Yeah. If they if it collapsed. It's a massive brand. Yeah. I can't it, imagine it would just disappear. I mean, there's not... There are other places people can go. Yeah. But, like, when Vine collapsed, half the idiots from that, like, <laughs> you never heard of them again. Yeah. Like, some of them did make their way to YouTube. Yeah. Unfortunately, they Unfortunately. Did. It's every day. Yes, bro. <laughs> With the Disney Channel flow. <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll, oh gosh yeah I guess that'll be a developing story then yeah well oh, I hope they do carry on it's a great yes. platform for new artists yeah and I hope it stays I really hope it does you could say they have a chance <laughs> and with that I think we'll move on <laughs> if audio could describe that look I just gave you <laughs>
Um, so, Duncan, if you are ready. Yeah, so ready, born. This is the name of the segment, by the way. Duncan, what did Kanye do this week? What did Kanye do this week? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he had a fairly eventful week last week, um, saying that he was dropping out from Tidal um, over money issues. And th- this week he was he was named in, I think it was like the top 500 uh, earners of the year. He was one of them, right? And yet he's st- still having major money issues. Uh, go figure. I, I mean, I wish I was having those issues. Um, but the the um, the piece of news I wanted to focus on this week um, comes from an exclusive, and you can tell it's important because it's in block capitals. My God, from the Mail Online. <laughs> okay, from the Daily Mail. Good. About. Uh, they they got a first look on a new documentary, which focuses on Kanye West's sort of upbringing in Chicago, mm. and apparently is going to come all the way through to, you know, up to the moment with this uh, this rivalry he's having with Jay Z at the moment. Mm. Um, so uh, just the title of the article is uh, first look at new Kanye West documentary, tracing the rapper's early years in Chicago and bitter feud with Jay Z. Okay, I, I did miss a bit out of that because they use a quote at the start of it. And I'll cover your ears if you're, you're feeling sensitive. He had an extensive porno collection. And this is actually from... They've got like a minute clip on there where they talk uh, to these people. They don't name them. They, they don't name who these people are in the clip. I hope that in the documentary at some point they do actually name these people. So they aren't just random people. And they're talking about... Because they go to his house, like his his first house when he was growing up, when he was a teenager, and they go into what his bedroom. One of the guys is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, he used to have the keyboard here and like speakers, and you know, he'd have art on the wall. And his bed was there. We just sit on there, and he'd like turn around. He'd turn around and like hit play and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And then they go through the stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, no, he, he loved art. He always had loads of DVDs, loads of CDs. Yeah, an extensive porno collection. Yeah, I mean, he loved music. He loved art. He loved the ladies." <laughs> well, yeah, and so that's airing on Channel Four later this summer. Um, and I, I don't know. It, it just keeps, seems to come out of nowhere. And that's what Kanye's so-called friends did this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to this week's album review uh, for the self-titled debut effort from dance producer Mura Massa. I'm going with Mura Massa. I've never known how to say it. I'm going to say Mura Massa. Okay. Yes, this is his debut album. Mm-hmm. He's had two EPs before this, though I will say his those efforts um, were like you know both longer than some people's albums. Right. You know, um, not taking any shots at anyone, but Alt J, your last album was eight tracks long. That's not an album. <laughs> so I was really interested to come into this. There's 13 tracks on this. And I think we should go down track by track and then go sort of general thoughts. Okay. But first, Rob, what's your experience with Muramasa? Because I have been listening for a few years now. Okay, so I found out he existed last week. 
Although I did find out that when I I'm, suggested this album, <laughs> yes, I did find out that I have heard one of these songs ages ago on the radio. I think. Oh really? Which we'll get into. Oh okay. Do you but, want to start us off? Yeah, so we're going to start off with his first song of the album, which is Messy Love. So what did you think of this song? Uh, when I first heard it, I was not I, I was not a fan mm. vocally. Okay. I didn't really get what it was, but it has sat with me actually a lot more. I feel like it's a bit more of a slow burner than I expected. Mm. The second half definitely comes through for me a lot more. Um, and the chorus, I mean, I'm going to say pretty much across the whole album that I enjoy most of the choruses. Okay. When I first heard it, I was a little sort of, oh, God, oh, oh, no, oh, no, what's going to happen? Oh, this is track one, and I wasn't exact, entirely sure. Okay. What, what do you think? Um, I should, we should state at the top for the record that I'm not, um, massively into electronic music. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So just bear that in mind. But I do like, as I've written down in my note, I like me a wub wub. I like a wub wub. <laughs> some quality analysis. Um, yeah, I, it was all right. Like I, I quite liked it. It, it felt like um, quite an, a song that could be played anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yes. A radio song. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like my my opinions get more deep towards the end of the album. Yeah, well, my opinions, yes, probably from track three onwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, next up uh, was as nuggets. Isn't nuggets it? featuring yes. I want to say bonsai. Bon, yes, I want to say bonsai. I want to. Right. Um, he's worked with her before, actually. Okay. Um, and this is one of two of her features on this album. This is probably my least favorite song okay on the whole album yeah it and just just mainly because of the obnoxious chorus all right yeah yeah one thing i will say in general uh you not you know you not having listened to a lot of him Mm -hmm. one thing that did surprise me about this album was how much uh how many vocals there were okay his two EPs preceding this were the majority, the vast majority, instrumental. Okay. So this is a real sort of this is, this is uh, this is pop. Yeah. This is pop. You yeah, can yeah. tell. Yeah, you I can. can yeah. You can tell. This is where he's going. Which you know, I don't bemoan him this, but it, like on tracks like this, it was like, mm, no, nah, yeah. no. Nah. But anyway, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Yeah. Completely. Um, it sounds like something I would tune into if I was driving home. Mm. Again, it, it's as a song, it's fine. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything for me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, that's, yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. Okay, okay, moving on. Uh, so the third up was Lovesick featuring ASAP Rocky. Um, this track did preview at, as an instrumental on his last EP. Right. So without the verses. Okay. From from ASAP. This was one of the first singles I heard from this. Yeah. I yeah. I really enjoyed it. I like this song. Yeah. I really like the song. I think it kinda of is a bit better without him, but I think he works. Mm. I would say generally. The vocalists 
do work on the majority of the songs on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone that's too out of place on what's underneath them. Yeah, and I enjoy this. I mean, he's not exactly a singer, neither yeah. is designer later on. Mm-hmm. I think for the aesthetic of the, the track, it's really good. And yeah, I, I can dance to it. I enjoy it. Yeah, this is the song that I've heard. Um, yes, I thought so. Um, yeah. Ages ago. I, I like this song. I do. I like I like the um, the verses. I haven't heard it without them on it, so I'd be interested to hear it as an instrumental. Is it's like it's still got the uh the like high pitched Yeah. Uh like background vo- vocals. Okay. Just not him. And and I mean that still works for me. I'm a fan. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is where I really start rolling because I am a yeah. I had issue with the first two tracks and we'll talk about the later tracks in a moment. But from here on out I really I I'm quite positive on the whole rest of the album. Okay. Okay, so One Night featuring Charlie XCX. Oh, I've seen live twice. She's great. She's okay. Great. Oh. Anyway, uh what do you think? I mean, for me it's kind of the same as the other tracks to be honest. Yeah. Um for now. Yeah. For now. Do, do 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 you know where you've heard Charlie XCX before? Yes. No. Where have I heard uh, it before? I love it. Oh yeah. yeah. So yes. yes yeah. I she wrote that. Before. Yeah. And then was on it as well. And she's really sort of like pop music wise. Yeah. She's really making some waves. So I wasn't surprised to hear her on this. And I, you know, she, she does sound a bit more sort of like revved up than normal mm-hmm. on this. Okay, all around the world featuring designer. Can I just open and say that I absolutely love this song? Do you? I wish it was a full song. I loved it. Do you really? Yeah. I thought it was great. You you know that there's a version of this song as well with uh, like a London rapper on it as well. Okay. 67, I think he's called. I hadn't heard of him. So they, and that makes the song like seven, uh, seven, like four minutes. Okay. I'd keep with this version. Okay. Do you really like this? I really liked you it. Really like this? I really, really like it. I thought you weren't going to like this because I'm like when I first heard it, I wasn't a big fan. But again, I think what's under him is good for him mm-hmm. because what was under him on Panda, I mean, is why it made it such an amazing, like uh, such an international hit. It wasn't because the designer was you know delivering the best bars in the world like <laughs> you know what i mean and it's similar here yeah so were you really I, I i'm actually quite surprised that you like this wait which one are we talking about all around the world oh um yeah this one's all right this is the oh, next one i really like <laughs> should we do this bit again no no it's fine so you like give, give me the ground yes i really like, like the give little, me the ground the sort of like that's what i really like the one, oh that's why you were saying <laughs> i was wondering i was like wait Sorry, it I read my notes song. wrong. It was like th- it was three minutes yeah. long. All around the world was it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, that's with the rest of the beginning of the album. Okay, fantastic. But the, give me ground was fantastic. I really liked it. Did you really? Yeah. Because yeah. I can't work out. I think that's. I think on Messy Love and this, it's him. It's okay. Miramasa. Yeah. I don't know because I've never heard his voice. Right. I didn't mind it as like a little interlude. To sort yeah. of chop things up, it was nice. Um, okay, uh, what if I go with uh, Bonsai with what my, one of my favourite um, sort of vocal chops mm-hmm. on on the chorus? 
yeah, again, solid. This was like an early single as well. Yeah. And uh, a similar track was on one of his EPs. And so it, it kind of felt quite familiar in a good way. And again, it was it would be something I could dance to for, for, for a very long time. This is, for me, where the album starts to get interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else there. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I, he, he likes his still drum effect. Yes. He? Yes, he does, doesn't he? And you know yeah. what he looks like, right? No, he, I don't. He's on the album. He's on the album cover. Oh, is that, oh that's he's him. He's pasty yeah. as anything. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this song. Uh, mm. I like the vocal effect on it. Um, I like the breakdown. And had that um, like vocal rise with the breakdown. I really liked. I, I like the song. It. I can hear it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Firefly featuring Nao. This was on his last EP. Mm. Um, and I've actually seen her live and she played it live Okay. Um, he also did a lot of production on her debut album um, and I yeah I really like this song it's mm-hmm. it's it's like it's got some beautiful grooves and I think her, her voice is fantastic mm-hmm. and fits really well um, yeah no complaints I just this is my go. This for because this song has been out for you know going on nearly two years now, so for me this has been a a jam for a while. Okay, I thought it had a nice breakdown again. Yeah. Um, he's good at he's you like he's really good at layering. I think yes. it's already cool what he does with it. Um, and what, again, yeah. Do you, what do you think? So because he starts off very sort of minimal on this. Yeah. Just with the single things, and also did you realize that the start of Messy love uh, is this song slowed down. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, because cool. when I started the album, I was like, oh, "I've heard this before," mm. but then he broke it down into something else. Yeah. But it was it was nice because it was like there's sort of the familiarity of something that was there already. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, vocals were cool. Yeah, good track. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um. The next the next two tracks like are really really funky. Yes, they so, are. Uh, so I went. Uh, so I went on Wikipedia at one point was was before it came out, and it described this album as electronic disco and funk. Right. All right. And I did not expect expect that until I heard nothing else featuring Jamie Liddell and Helpline featuring Tom Tripp can talk about these tracks together i think both of these tracks do sound quite a lot fairly different to the rest of the album and the vocalists complement them so well Mm -hmm. and i kind of just forget because i actually i'm just enjoying myself so much yeah really cool synth effect um i really enjoyed the vocal i like that we're going funky um Mm. really nice use kind of understated use of the guitar with the wah on it uh, really cool layering. Um, I wrote nothing groundbreaking, but I really like it. Yeah, yeah, fun you, song. Was this? I can't remember which one was the one with the. There were there were some pretty pretty funky like guitar licks in one or two of these. Yeah, and I just oh that like it just took me away. You know. Yeah. Um, I felt the the same for Helpline as well. Um, and he, again, it was the. I think it's a good. You're right in how he knows how to do layering, and also the people he's got on with him are good songwriters, evidently. Mm. 
whatever's happening when they're making these songs, they go hand in hand. They go hand in glove. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel awkward necessarily. Even some of the like stranger pairings that I didn't expect, for me, are still gliding in there pretty well. I will say, after Helpline, I think the album could have finished there. Okay. My only right. thing is, I it's not that I, I quite enjoy the last three tracks, but... I think you could have had the first 10 tracks that could have been an album and then the next three tracks maybe with like an extra instrumental track you got four tracks that's an additional EP like after it comes out because these do stand out to me and especially the features as well and the sort of mood of the last three tracks so let's talk about them Uh, Seconds and None featuring Christine the Queens. Have you listened? Did you listen to her debut album? No. I would say this fits so well. I would fit this track would fit perfectly on her debut album. Right. I think when I saw because this was one of the singles as well. He released a lot of these tracks as singles, and that kind of worried me going in because a lot of the stuff came out before the release date, and so normally I'd go that I'd look at that and be like, oh oh that's not good oh no Mm. is the rest of the stuff going to be poo right but that's not what's happened but second to none it's a nice change of pace I think yeah I think she works on this track fantastically but I yeah I do see these last couple tracks as something a little different okay to the rest of the album not at its detriment it's nice to have some variety and to be honest if it was only 10 tracks I might actually be sort of clawing for more yeah um, what did you think? Uh, of Second to None, yep. um, I, I wrote down Steel Drum Returns, because he likes his steel drum. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, again, like with a lot of the, the tracks, as I, as I stated, I'm not I'm typically an electronic music fan, so it didn't do that much for me, to be honest. Yeah. So I thought... I, I It was more the subtle end of, yeah. yes, the electronics, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but okay. I, I'm not going to probably not going to listen to it again fair enough if i'm honest okay cool who's it going to be featuring ak paul who has also been a contributor with uh, nao from earlier in the track listing Mm -hmm. as well so i wasn't surprised when i saw his name on this i mean again this breaks down quite nicely Mm -hmm. um i don't think it's i think it's in a very good position in the track listing for what it is yes I don't think it would have worked anywhere else I think it would have felt a bit jarring somewhere else especially the first like two minutes of the track um, what do you think uh, I like this song yeah uh, intro was really cool I like that it was different the breakdown reminded me of like glass animals yeah oh yeah yeah. It's, it sounds a little bit like African do you know do you yes. get what I mean and I liked how it was more on the state than the other song so I did really enjoy this song actually. Mm. I enjoyed this one it's good. Who's it going to be? It's going to be good. It's, who's it going to be? It's going to be good. <laughs> uh, and that's AK Paul. And I don't know if you know who AK Paul's brother is. Nope. Rob. This guy called Jay Paul. The most elusive man in R&B. Okay. Uh, put out two singles. And then uh, a couple of years ago on Bandcamp, mm. uh, an album got leaked. And then a couple of year, uh, hours later, it got taken down. Uh, and he never makes any appearances and never talks to anyone. It, the only time he ever set up a Twitter was to say that the album had been stolen and he hadn't put it up. But he makes great music. 
And where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I'm, I miss you, Jay Paul. Um, and the closing track, yes. Blue without an E, featuring <laughs> Damon Albarn of Blur and Gorillaz fame. Mm-hmm. And just like I said with that, Christine, the Queen's track, this wouldn't have fit onto the most recent Gorillaz album, but it would have, I think, could have maybe fit onto his last album everyday robots and i wouldn't have noticed yeah right. it would have been a yeah. nice addition what did you think what did you think of the the massive use of vocal order uh, <laughs> <laughs> ethereal sounding song mm. um i did like it when it got more emotional yes. and to me songs like this are a lot more interesting yeah personally to, just yes, to my yeah, preference i think i would have i would have enjoyed hearing a record along this vibe fair enough yeah probably more than this one okay yeah I mean. yeah yeah. but oh uh, yeah i enjoy uh, it's a great song another question do you think i think that's i think there's two voices on this yes i think that's i i feel like this must have started out as a demo in the vein of the uh, oh, what was that one you say give me the ground and messy love mm-hmm. with uh, Massa's vocals on it yeah and then got added to but I, I kind of like that as well because I couldn't I couldn't tell who it was and it's it I didn't mind you know I I, I enjoyed because I enjoyed the ride you know yeah yeah what are your overall thoughts, overall thoughts on this album I thought the first few tracks which I've talked about already sound to me it's kind of like Radio One. Yep, they were fine. I don't, I don't dislike Radio One, but I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't buy the album. You, you wouldn't go out your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, d- I definitely thought the last half got a lot more interesting, especially yes. when it got funky and when it got more somber, somber and emotional. I really yes. enjoyed those tracks. Yeah. Although, I think it's a very strong debut for him. Yes, I it think is. it's going to be successful. Mm. It's going to get played everywhere. Yes, and there's some really good songs on this album. <laughs> some... Yes, yeah, so <laughs> sorry, sorry, just a little voice crack. There's there. some really great songs on this album, yeah. and I think I would be really interested to see what he makes next. Yes, so I mean, I I think his his stock is only going to rise, especially if he ends up doing more stuff like the first half of the album. Yeah, yeah, which has that replay. Value. I mean, he brought he brought out he he played at Coachella, and I I watched him on the live stream, and he brought out you know half the people who were on this album. Yeah. I'm. I mean, it was it wasn't a quiet affair. Mm. Let's say. A couple of years ago, one of my favorite dance albums uh, was In Color by Jamie XX from the XX, um, and The Guardian described it as larging it for introverts. Okay. I think you could put that to this album. Right. I think you could put that to this album as well, because there were there were elements in that that also were you know more radio friendly, but had a very firm grasp in dance in house. That didn't have as much like as many vocals. Mm. Um, and this is really that's the only thing that surprised me on here was the lack of in- just instrumentals. But that's fair enough. Like, yeah. you know, you know. 
The one thing I will say, I have a little theory about this album, actually, is that you could make this a concept album. Right. I th- it's a night it's a night out. Okay. So you start he starts you know thinking messy love he starts thinking about what's going to happen on the night mm-hmm. and maybe you know he's he's been having uh, like some thoughts about someone that you know they start to rev up on nuggets. He sees someone he really likes on Love Sick mm-hmm. one night you know thinking about an experience that he had before or even you can make it a two person narrative. And you have the, the girl <laughs> thinking about something they'd had before and they want to rekindle it. All around the world is the bravado, is like the chest out, you know, chest thumping bravado of the night after he's had a few or six. Uh, Give Me the Ground is that little sort of, oh, oh no, I don't know what I'm doing. No. Um, and then, you know, he comes back on it and Firefly is, uh, you know, oh, it's, you know, the, the, the sort of relationship kindling, you know, oh, it's sparkling, you know, uh, and then nothing else, you know, he's really devoted to this person. Helpline, he feels like he's a bit in over his, himself, you know, but he's, he still wants to go for it. Second to none is, you know, he's on the come down now. Who's it going to be? You know, he's been thinking about it, whether it's actually going to happen. And by the end of the night, he just wants to go to bed. <laughs> right. Well, to be honest, like, if I had that in mind and I listened to it, I'd probably enjoy the album a lot more. I thought about this like uh, probably about two hours ago. Okay. As I was walking home, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I I mean I don't think it's deliberate, but I can see the way the album sequence in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really like it. Yeah. I just really, I do think it's a very solid debut. It's exactly what I wanted from what I'd seen before. I'm just really happy Yeah. with, with this. Okay. Guess we'll see what happens in the future. And that was this week's review. That was Mura Massa. So next week, we will be reviewing Foster the People's new album, uh, Sacred Hearts Club. So that's out uh, next Friday on the 21st of July. So watch out for our review next week for that. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, so next up, uh, Rob has been scouring the internet uh, yes. to try and find some new music for you lovely people uh, with a little segment we like to call, I'm sure you haven't heard. Uh, so Rob... What haven't we heard this week? Okay, so these two artists that I found are found on the website called SoundCloud. 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 Um, so the first artist I'm going to talk about is an artist called Sluggish Orbit, and their song is called Leeches. So on SoundCloud at the moment, there's only been 150 plays of this song. So a hundred. What? 150? 150 plays of this song, yes. Christ, I've got YouTube videos of me dancing around a room that have got more views. That's why you haven't heard it. Yes, I know. <laughs> that's why we named the segment this. Uh, yeah, that's why no one's watched me dance around a room as well. So this track has got a lot of attitude, attitude to it. It reminds me of like Brit Rock with effects from Prodigy, essentially, even though I mean it's got like a drone, droning kind of soaring through metal effect going through the whole song it's it's a song that would like 
how do I, how can I explain it? explain it? You know, it just reminds me of like a, a sort of punk era. Like it's not punk, but it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was terrible. <laughs> you sure it's not post punk? Could be post punk. Post punk. Yeah. So it's it's Brit rock, and it's also the Prodigy. Are you sure people just like haven't heard this song for about twenty years since the nineties? Perhaps. 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 <laughs> it just ended up on SoundCloud somewhere. So the next song is from a band called Freeze and that's F-R-E-E-Z and the song is called Bad Weed now this song as the vocals of like the singer sounds like um, Alex Turner okay yeah but it's kind of they've got some sort of vocal effect on it that kind of reminds me of Oasis yeah but the chord progression is from Nirvana okay it's like the minor chuggy like power chords and I think it's a really cool mix of sort of like if those is those three bands came together and pooped out a baby you would have this song pooped out a 90s baby yeah with his tracksuit on yes <laughs> and his bad attitude yes so those are cool songs you should go on SoundCloud and listen to them because they're cool those. fantastic yes. Okay, guys, on to another segment, and uh, this is called Real or Fake Bands. I mean, it kind of does what it says on the tin. <clears throat> so each week, either Rob or I will find as many obscure and irreverent bands as we can out there on the interwebs and test each other's knowledge of whether we think they're actually real or not. Um, I'm sure there's some doozies out there, and Rob... Short turn this week to quiz me, yes. and I, I, I dare not. Well, I got to ask, um, who, who have you found this week? Okay, so the first round is which one is real and which one is fake. So, is it the refreshers, or is it the most generic name for a band, an artist, and indeed a man, John Smith? I feel like you're really leaning <laughs> that one way. <laughs> Um, the Refreshers sounds like a great band name. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna go for Refreshers are real. No, they're not real. Well, they not. They are not John real. John Smith is John the real Smith one. John Smith is the real one. What, do, you, what, do you know what he does? Yes. Yeah, so John Smith, um, you can find him on Bandcamp. Um, he is the one from the UK. Um, there are quite a few John Smiths on there. <laughs> Uh, it's very folky, acoustic. It's got an album on there called Life from the Union Chapel. Uh, it's really nice if you kind of like Life from the Union Chapel? Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone to gigs it, there. It, yeah. It's really nice there. It's really nice. If you like folk music, it's, it's really good. Give it a listen. Fantastic. It's up next. Okay, so... So I'm one down. Now. Yes, you're one down. <laughs> next round is... Which is real or fake? Stoned Jesus or Donald Rump? <laughs> Stoned Jesus or Donald Trump? Mm. I hate to think that you actually made one of these. <laughs> that's, that's the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Stone Jesus is real. You are correct. Oh, fantastic. Stone Jesus is real. There are a band from the Ukraine, um, all rock band. They've got an album on Bandcamp called The Seed Volume Two. Which you can listen to. It was quite cool. The Seed Volume Two. Yes. What, what was Volume One like? I don't know. It's not on there. <laughs> and and sure and surely if you're going for the fake uh, Trump one, surely it'd be uh, Tronald Rump. Tronald Rump. 
<laughs> okay, next up. Okay, round three. This is the last some, round. Some even. So this is make or break. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Which is real fake. Is it Yo Mama's Big Fat Booty Band or The Pasta Collective? <laughs> the pasta. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They both sound like things that you made up. <laughs> um... Oh, to hell with it. Uh, I'll go with the pasta collective. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Big Mama's. Yo Mama's Big Fat Booty Band is a band from North Carolina. They are a funk band, and you can listen to Funk Life, their album, on Bandcamp. Is it good? It's all right, yeah. Is it all right? Maybe like funk, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think I might, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is our show. And uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter, at Earbuds Show. You can send us an email as well, earbudsshow at gmail.com. Tell us all your thoughts and opinions. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate your earage. Wow. Um... <laughs> Next week, coming in your ear. The Earbuds. <laughs> well, that's taken. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, thank you again and uh, thank you um, this week for all the music that was uh, composed by Lee Rosever that is R-O-S-E-V-E-R-E you can check him out on Bandcamp uh, where he has just hundreds and thousands of tracks I don't know how he has the time for it all thank you for the music and thank you for listening and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's goodbye from him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've stolen that from someone. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs>